Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Victoria Benyon, and the founder of the Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. And you're listening to The Best Guest, the podcast for business owners, creatives, and entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of podcasts to grow their platforms and increase their visibility. We're here to support you on your journey, bringing you actionable tips with each episode. Now, let's begin. Hello, welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Hi, thank you. I believe you've been working in marketing for about 10 years, is that right? Yeah, I've been working with marketing for about 10 years. Can you talk about how you got started? It actually started way back in school. I was really interested in communication and wanted to study that. And then I ended up on a corporate, global, big corporate company where I work with their marketing and social media for, I can't remember exactly how many years, but then after that, I moved on to the agency side because I wanted to see kind of the both sides, how it is to work on the core, the the client side, but also the agency side. And then after that, it was time for me to start my own company. And I did that because I kind of saw no relationships and connection between the agency and their client, but also most importantly, between the brand and their audience. So really why I started my own company was because I wanted to build that connection. I wanted to build a connection with my clients and their audience. And then I wanted to build that connection and relationship between my clients and their audience. Who do you tend to work with? Um, Right now, I started my own business about five years ago, and it's been a little bit of a journey. Right now, I focus mostly on service-based businesses, but anyone who really has been out there and try to market themselves and they feel like they're not attracting their ideal audience they feel like they're pushing out a bunch of messaging whether that is an email or social media or what it can be but nothing is happening and they know why they do what they do they know what they do but they just can't figure out how to show up something that you work with your clients on and that you talk a lot about is brand identity for anyone listening who's unsure could you explain what we mean when we talk about brand yeah brand is a lot of things I think a lot of times people think that brand means logo fonts and colors which it is but branding is also so much more than that it's your messaging is your tone of voice is your brand identity and personality so branding goes a lot deeper than what I think most people think about branding And when we talk about brand identity, your brand identity, can you talk about what that means? Yeah, your brand identity is really your personality of your brand. So it's your tone of voice, but it's also your values and your missions and your why. Um, Everything that goes a little bit deeper into the personality of your brand, I would say. And why do you think that it's so important to get clear about your brand identity? For me, why it's so important is really how you connect deeper with your audience. So it's really how you stand out and create that personality and create the connection with your audience. But it's also how your audience identify themselves with your brand. And I always take this example, I can say it again, but if you have, we have two different grocery stores in the US, for example, it's Safeway and Whole Foods. And Safeway, people mostly go to this store because they have, you know, products, good services, good prices. And then you have Whole Foods, who's really put out their brand identity there with their values, with their mission. And people go to their store because they can identify with their brand. So they will call themselves a Whole Food buyer 
because they identify with the mission that they have and the values that they have. And that's what really makes them stand out and why they're doing so well. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. When someone's looking to reach their target audience, how important is it for them to then tailor that message? And how can you go about coming up with your messaging um, that's specific to the audience that you want to reach? Yeah, that's that's a hard one. And that's what I do with my <laughs> that's what I do with my clients. It's basically the main thing we focus on. Because what happens is a lot of time is that people put out their messaging about their services and their products. And even if they know who their audience are, they're still struggling with really connecting with their audience or finding that ideal target audience that they really want to attract. And most of the cases why this is, is because they don't truly understand who they're trying to talk to and they're not tailoring their brand message. So the importance of doing this is so we really can attract our ideal audience and land those clients that we want to land. And we do that by really understand who am I talking to, but most importantly, where are they in their journey? So many times I see these brands, they talk on a different level uh, compared to where their audience are. So they have so much knowledge and expertise and they talk up here, but their audience is just in the beginning stage. So it's really important that we understand where they are in their journey, but also understanding what their desires are, what their pain points are. So when we put our message out there, that audience feels seen, they feel heard, and they feel understood. And they feel like, wow, I resonate with this message and I want to connect with this brand. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. What mistakes do you see people making with their brands? I would say the main thing is that they're confusing their audience. They are a little bit like we talked about before, that they're speaking on a different level than their audience, but they're also trying to say too much. So it's really branding or or content creation or marketing is about simplify and clarify. And I think that's the main thing that most people struggle with. And it's hard because sometimes you're so close to your business, so you can't really see that clear path. But I would say the biggest mistake is that people are confusing their audience. And I know if you heard the saying that a confused mind never buys. Yes, very true. So when you're um, picturing your target audience, is it better to think of one person or even sort of have some different avatars that you're talking to? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it all depends on the brand and its audience. But at the end of the day, you want to at least start with focusing on one person um, or a group of people that have very common or similarities with each other. But really more important than George that is 60 and lives in a certain location, what you really want to find is how are they feeling right now? Where are they in their journey? What are they struggling with? What, what do they want in life? So I think a lot of times people do the mistake of thinking that they're going to talk to a certain demographic in a certain location. This, of course, depends on what it is, if you're a local business or not. But it's more about understanding the personality of your audience, I would say. And then when you know who it is that you're talking to, I'm guessing that that then would affect the kind of look and feel that you create for your brand with these people is that something that you also work on with clients or are you more focused on the messaging 
That's a great question. Yeah, I do both. So it depends a little bit on my clients and their needs. But the main thing that we do is look at the brand identity, the tone of voice and the messaging. And then if they want and need help, I also help them out with creating graphics, for example, and for them to understand really what I do is bridge that gap between their brand and their audience. So they truly understand what it is that they need, but it's also aligned with their own needs, their own brand's needs. I see. Do you also help them with how they show up on social media? Yeah. So what I offer is that we do a a brand strategy, as it's called, with the brand identity and messaging. And then after that, we create a content framework. So I help them understand how to show up, but then with a lot of tips and tricks and guidance, I also give them a content framework where they can either take it and you know, just plug and play their content into their different platforms, or I can actually help them implement these different content pieces. And we can do ongoing weekly or biweekly calls and support. I see. So if someone does their work with you and they've got their brand messaging clear and they know who it is that they want to talk to, and then you've worked out which channels are the best, do you have any tips for humanizing your brand through your social media posts? Yeah, that's a great question too. Humanizing your brand is really, you have to find your own voice. Um, At the end of the day, a lot of my clients come to me and they say, I feel weird on video or I don't want to show up and it doesn't feel like me and so on. And it will not feel like you in the beginning. And that's just how it is. It's like whatever we start, we're not going to be good at at the first time we, we try something new, right? So you really get to find that personality for you. And by humanizing, it's really showing up more as a human than just a billboard, showing emotions, talk about struggles and pain points, share your story, share your client's stories. So really there's more to the brand than just text and pictures. We really want to share the story, but I want to tell my clients a lot of times that you don't have to push yourself too hard or, or be too hard on yourself because this is something that can grow with time and finding your voice and finding how you want to humanize your brand. What content do you see working well at the moment? Story content, for sure, telling stories. And I think that is something that has always worked. It's just a matter of how we implement it. I see a lot of people telling stories, but they are not really structured. So they're confusing their audience again. But if you structure your stories in a way that is resonates with your audience, storytelling can be really, really powerful. What other content? I mean, I think also vulnerability. I have a hard time saying that word. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. But really when we show our true selves, because... If you're a personal brand, that is really important. And I think in the world in general right now, there's a lot of trust issues. So people are looking for those connections and relationships. So the more you can be vulnerable and sharing your truth and sharing emotions, um, the easier it's going to get for you to connect with your audience. That doesn't always um, feel the most comfortable, does it, to start with either? Are your clients do they do they tend to be okay with that or is that something that just improves the more you do it yeah you have to go a little bit at a time and you also have to be sure and this is what I help my clients with a lot of times with what you share 
because mm. you don't want to share things that is not related to to your brand or your audience. So sometimes we can, some people want to share a little bit too much and some people have a hard time sharing anything, but you just have to take it one step at a time. And I help my clients with how to say certain things uh, because they feel like they're not sure if it's going to resonate and if they're oversharing or not. So it's a lot about how we say things. Polarizing content is working really well as well. And sometimes we can combine those two. So it's polarizing and emotional vulnerable. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think polarizing content is really useful because it really helps draw the right people to you and push away the people that would not be a good fit to work with you as well. So I think it's I think that's a really good point. Do different platforms lend themselves better to certain types of content? Yes and no. I think it's more than nowadays most platforms use videos. Mm-hmm. I think we still have some platforms who doesn't use it as much. But I think it's more depending on what platform you should use. It's depending on your brand and what you're comfortable with as a business owner, but also where your target audience is. I usually tell my um, clients who are starting out to pick one platform that they feel comfortable with and do the type of content that they would like to do. So obviously, if someone wants to do video, I wouldn't say go on Twitter. I would say go on TikTok or Instagram or some YouTube, some other platform. Uh, but start with one and really feel like you're nailing that and you're really good at it until you move on to the next platform. Mm, that's good advice because when you try to do the more, you just you can spread yourself so thin and it can feel really overwhelming trying to do so much and then you can end up just not doing any of it very well. So I think that's really good advice. My advice to most people that come to me is that they feel like they've tried everything. They're on every platform. They're spreading themselves thin. They feel confused and they don't know why they are confused. And an advice that I can give that happened to me as well is that even if you feel like I know my brand, I know my audience, and then you go online because it's very different from being offline and marketing yourself and online all of a sudden you can get a lot of self-doubt. You can start comparing yourself with others and you feel like whatever you do, nothing is working. And that is very normal because online is a much more competitive market. And even if social media, for example, is something everyone can jump on and do, there's so much more to it than just jumping on and putting yourself out there. And that is why I exist or my services exist because you really need something that is customized for you and you really need that clarity and the same thing happened for me I do marketing it's what I've done for so long and when I jumped on and started market myself I was confused as well and I needed support so I just want to tell people that out there that it's you don't have to feel bad if you feel like you're starting online marketing and it's it's really, really hard and you feel overwhelmed and confused because most people do. That's really reassuring because I think you can go out there and really feel that comparisonitis that you're talking about. Everybody's there and doing a great job, it seems. It must be great to have someone like you on board as well. If somebody is thinking of they need some support in these areas with their brand, with their messaging, where is it best for them to go to connect with you? I'm mainly focusing on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram is viking.socials. And I have a website that is 
www.vikingsocials.com. I also have a lot of free PDFs. So if anyone is interested in just dig a little bit deeper into their brand and understand their messaging, I'm happy to send those out to anyone who would like them. That's a great offer. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay, I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. And thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge, Jessica. It's been great to chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode.